there's not enough signs for me to make sense about what you and actually want. And you're not want. there long enough, dude. Yeah. The signs might have been there, but you're only consuming them intermittently. That advice by saying, well, actually, you see that person over there, they're doing X, Y, and Z. That's actually what you need at this point. It's not what I've got to offer, but why don't you go and talk to them? A lot of things jumped into my mind there whereby some is imposed, some isn't. Some is self-imposed. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. That should be good. I think I hit the I hit the mic twice. <laughs> so. Okay, so we'll 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 go with that. That should be that should be capturing uh, my screen of you. So I've got you, and then we've got the what's on the mobile that you're looking at as well. So that that should be okay. We've got a combination of those 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 three cameras at the moment, which will be which will be fine. Mm -hmm. And as you said, we're learning in the sense of my phone was looking at my bald head, looking at me, looking down at you on my computer that's leaning so when we actually looked at my phone and um, that's the one we're going to try and use for for the best quality video we were actually realizing that it's it's i'm not looking at an audience i'm not looking or seemingly i'm not even looking at you i'm looking down at where my pc is so this looking Le eye level now is what I'm going to try and do, and 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 that's where the camera, two cameras are, and and I, that's where your face would be if we were sitting in a room, as opposed to where my PC is, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, I'm going to try and stop looking down on you. That, that's what I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never actually that will never happen because I'm six foot six, and I don't know if you're five foot ten or five eight or, uh, or I'm five eleven. Five eleven. No, I'm still going to look down on you. Stop. There's no way, unless you get platform Elton yeah. John shoes, that I'm not going to be looking down. Ah, yeah. no, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. We'll be all right. We'll, all be right. Be all right. we'll get you sitting down more often than we would get you standing up. And that brings me to when I was younger. That's I always ended up with the small women, but you were in nightclubs and pubs, and you were all sitting around tables, and and then everyone stood up, and then everything, all the rules changed. You were, you know, I was six foot six, and they were five foot three, and now you're going. Does that change your opinion of them? Now they're a different person because. You know, you're no longer at eye level. And I was going, I fancied them when they were, we were all chatting and conversing. And now that I'm standing up, we have this new, this new, is it a problem or has anything changed? And always people were saying, there's the tall and the small. When they were going walking down the street hand in hand and they're going, why is the tall one always with a little one? And I, and this brings me to tall girls. They're going, the problems that tall girls have, they very, you very rarely see them going out with small guys it doesn't work in reverse it's actually interesting because i'm 5 11 my wife is five foot so there's 11 inches difference between me and her um but we're definitely equals there's no way I, there's no way that i look down to her <laughs> no, 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 i'm saying yeah of all this gen genetically modified foods the average height of a girl in ireland now might be you know could be five eleven six yeah yeah. yeah, but we're turning back into Norse men and women and Vikings, and there's a generation. Well, it might be just a modified well, food. But. Don't don't forget that most of what we're talking about is is the impressions that we get inside our head. It's the little chatterbox <clears throat> that's working away trying now, to upset us. In, that's exactly it. The chatterbox had already kicked in. Going, I liked her a second ago. And now I don't know if this is going to be a problem. She's six foot three looking down on me. I'm six six looking down on her. What will people think if we're walking down the road? What other people's opinions? All of a sudden it matters. And you're going, this is a chatterbox. This is if this, then that, then the other. And in your head, whether it be business or personal, it's it's you're going through. My chatterbox is 
gone off at 90 miles an hour, filling up my presence, and, and, and there's nothing going on. It's quiet outside. My head is exploding with possibilities and problems, as opposed to opportunities and and, and the dreams. other person's probably kind of going where did that come from what what, what did i do to do that <laughs> why, why is he suddenly thinking that way i didn't do anything what what changed uh, and again my chatterbox box is a weird one in the sense of it goes on like people always wonder i'm jumping into a conversation but i've gone through five iterations of it because i'm normally processing quite fast and now i'm jumping ahead of where the conversation's not natural pace is and now i'm getting bored possibly with something I've already discounted that they are just about to arrive at and I want to get back to me and, and what I think is the better subject. And this brings us back to earlier on going, that's not a conversation. That's me being narcissistic. That's me talking. That's me being about me and it should be about you and them and us. And and, and this is a learning that I'm going on. I have to go, no, actually, we got to get back to this. There's no I in team in the business speak. It's a we. Yeah, yeah. There's no conversation without two. Well, not in my mind anyway. My mind is having a conversation with itself. But. So how, how do we – one of the things that's quite interesting is we've both been reading books and the main focus is on the individual and how the individual starts to develop their own voice or the little artist that's inside them, the child artist that everybody has inside them that's wanting to escape – and quite often, as the artist way talks about, has become the shadow artist that wasn't encouraged, always wanted to be, and then felt it was too late and they'd never have a chance. Whereas what a lot of these self-help stories are trying to tell us is that it's never too late. We can start at any point. We can go, even if we're 80, we can start to learn something new. It's never too late. And the fact that you're now thinking about it means that the universe, from your perspective, has actually now put that idea in your head to reignite it to get to see whether or not you will actually activate yourself and quite often that could be the whole point of us being here in the first place mm. i like what what i'm hearing the the one sentence that's jumping out or a couple of words is it's never too late it's never too late to be you you're always you but is it your inner you or your outer you? Is it your brand or perception of this is what people think I am because of the way I talk, walk and look? And that's what perception is, is, is in terms of branding, in terms of business or brand you in terms of personality is strange to other people in the sense of their perception of you is you're happy, you're, you know, you're outgoing, you're loud. And on the in what could actually be going on underneath the surface with an awful lot of people is, is they're actually introvert, shy and and, and stressed or, or or have their own worldly problems going on in their head, but just not reflected outwards for others to notice or see. So inner, hidden stresses, hidden depressions. You People get a shock as to why people you know commit suicide. I never saw it coming. I mean, didn't see the outer signs, but people were great at disguising things. And the opposite as well, in the sense of the inner vice and the chatterbox was they couldn't solve the world's problems and then didn't feel that they should belong to the world and then took themselves out of the world and never actually had a conversation and conversed to, to get let other people bring that, you know, solve, help you solve that problem, show you the problem is a small thing, not a big thing, to give you other options where you thought there weren't any. And, and, and so therefore you're going, stop the inner chatterbox, silence it, let the inner you express itself outwardly and engage 
with the world and your friends and family to, to, to change things and, and make a difference. I think quite often people, uh, their, their chatterbox inside colours the way that they're thinking because they're actually talking to themselves and mm. they forget that they need to express that and share that outside. And quite often the reaction from other people is, well, I didn't actually know what you were thinking. You didn't tell me. And I can't guess because there's not enough signs for me to make sense about what you and actually want. And you're not want. there long enough, dude. Yeah. The signs might have been there, but you're only consuming them intermittently because yeah. you're not there all the time. Or you're so, focused on something else because that, that something else is what's important for you at the moment that you need to get done. Your inner chatterbox. Everybody's running yeah. around with these these things on autoplay. Actually, some some animation film there. I, I can't remember the name, but you'll probably remember. But it's, it's they're all it's it's all the little guys working the eyes and the mouth and the body inside the head, and and yeah. this is this is your inner you and the vice or, or the brain telling the hand to do this and eat that. And so I always. I actually associate with that. I'm going, in my head, my inner me, the real me is my inner vice. But my inner vice doesn't have, the, it, it, does, it hasn't expressed itself outwardly. Yeah. I don't believe anyone actually knows the real me because the rest is a facade. It's what's required. It's the suit for work. It's the... To sh to sh not to shut up and put up, it's it's conform. It's a, a form of avatar, isn't it? It's an yeah, avatar it's, that's been created exactly. either for you by the company you now work for or by the, the perception of what society thinks you should be. You never get to show the real me. And that becomes an obstacle if you, because if you can't show the real me, how does anybody get to know you properly? And that's that's the fear that's holding people back. And what they need to do is to start, and we all need to do the same thing, is to start to express those those ideas, either verbally or writing things down or whatever, to 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 express ourselves in those ways, which is why art becomes so important, which is why music becomes so important, because people use those means to, to at least allow people to know what they like and hopefully no, they actually, can share their lives with others. I'm thinking, well, you know, when you said Avatar, what popped into my mind was Avatar, you know, is it Steven Spielberg or... Yeah, yeah. Or, or, you know, oh, no, it's James Cameron. James Cameron. I'm sorry. Sorry, Stephen. Or do the way around. Sorry, James. But in terms of the Avatar, you know, just taking the, the body being taken over by the soul of the, of the, of the individuals being transferred into this body, then, then go meet the natives and converse with them and learn their ways and then fall in love. And, and then is this individual falling in love with this avatar, this external body or the internal soul, you? That's actually a different even, it's an alien. So your, your soul transcended, transcended the alien avatars and bodies and vessels to, to unite with another soul. So, so then you start wondering, you know, these vehicles, these bodies, the avatar, you. What is the avatar, you? Is this body our avatar and it's the avatar to the inner chatterbox or the inner me? And therefore, I don't look like this. In my mind, I'm actually, I, keep, I said this before, I see myself as the 18-year-old me. I see myself more like my son now at 15, 16. That's what I look like when I'm not looking like in the mirror. When I'm going down an escalator that has a mirror, I get a fright because I see my dad looking back. And, you know, and, and I go, that's that's not me. That that outer body do no longer represents how I visualize myself. Now, the visualization is interesting in the sense of all these books we're talking about are going, how do you visualize the successful you how, where how do you visual what does that person look like how would he act how do they dress what are they doing how are they talking who are their friends what, what are they doing what are they looking or and, and this is where you 
can become that. So there's a false one where people go off and become a Barbie doll and get injections and try to become some sort of stereotype of what's expected or accepted. But inside everybody is, is this is the avatar you at the moment, external, whatever you're doing at the moment. But the inner you, the soul, the body, the personality, you know, even though it's blocked by chatterboxes and, and it's, it's how do you let you out and what do you actually look like? Does that make sense? It, it does. Uh, one of the things I was kind of thinking about as, as you were talking about that was that uh, quite often if we are too worried about the perception that others have of us and we then start to conform and create an avatar that we think is acceptable to them but if we it, and that means we're looking inwards constantly as opposed to looking outwards but if we start to think more outwards and, and start to look at the way we can interact with the world and stop worrying about what we are because quite often people accept us for who we are and if we change too dramatically from their perspective uh we we've you know it's, it's not maybe quite the person that they thought well, well, I'm actually there for a second and just jump in because the weird thing there is, have we actually put the suit on and toned down the real yes. you yeah. to fit this bunch of friends and people of what they can consume and accept and a quiet you, a shy you, someone that's been talked over, like like talked over or put down where we all want our inner vice and the real, we want the real me and you to, to come out. And if, the, if we're with the wrong friend group or in the wrong job type, that's the problem, yeah. not yeah. you. Yeah, and I think that's the key is that it's basically, I mean, people will put up with stuff because they feel that they have to. But if they started to realize, well, actually, I don't have to put up with this. I, I can yes. change my life for, for how I see uh, I want to actually move forward. Again, it can take you until you're, as we are now in our 50s, to realize that actually we don't have to put up with the, the rubbish. We don't have to be the slave that the system wants us to be. We can now start to open up and interact in the, on our own terms more so than what's happened in the past where we've been subservient to a system that is constantly going to keep us as a subservient person uh, as opposed to maybe rebelling against that that kind of system. Because each 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 company that you work for whether it's a small company or a massive great corporation, it's still a system that somebody set up. It's not perfect. It has its pros and its cons. Uh, and if you and, and and what you can learn through your younger years is is how how each of these types of systems work. And then later on, you can go off on your own and start to develop your own system. It again, if you're open to uh, if you're more open to what the world is, you can listen to what other people have to say. So listening, we talked about before, is an important part of it. That can help you to make your mind up. And it means that you're not imposing your will onto others, but you can gain advice that you can filter through to see which you think is most appropriate for your current situation and then adapt it as you feel fit to, to the way you want to pursue things further. Well a lot of things jumped into my mind there whereby some is imposed, some isn't, some is self-imposed, some like the certain freedoms, just people have choice. That an awful lot of time you go, I had the bills to pay, I had to feel the ba feed the baby, I didn't have a choice other than put bread on the table, I had to get that job and then I found myself, I adopted more bills and I had to stay there. It wasn't the company's fault or the circumstances fault, it was just that you were, we were actually, I think you were more reactive to the universe than proactive and accepted where you were as being 
my, 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 my place in life where actually, I, oh, I couldn't possibly learn more and grow more because it's like, that's where the fear, I, I'll use the fear to keep myself. It wasn't the, the, the man was keeping me down. I was keeping myself down. I was doing enough with my chatterbox and fear of the unknown to say, I'm okay. I'm safe where I am. I'm paying the bills. It's all, we're, we're making do. We're getting by. And, you know, the, the risk to actually double up or triple up or go 10x in the language of today is it's too much for me now because of where I am in my life and so we're saying we've gone from 20 to 50 and like halfway through our lives and go and going well I'm actually I'm willing and you're willing to take a risk now and then you're saying what, why didn't we take a risk earlier and maybe we weren't ready or circumstances didn't allow actually in the last 10 years just thinking of the the macro risks went from i've gone through tech bust credit crunch recession property recession and now we have pandemic and going mother of god four times people have lost their pensions some have doubled up others have gone i've tried i did it again and i'm put down it wasn't that they got put down the universe stepped in and wiped out an awful lot of people but a lot what the whole game here is that you're not dead get back up it happens it will keep on happening life is cyclical well i think Therefore, that, that that's, learn from it. yeah that's something that uh, as, as you're talking to my wife would say um did anybody die uh, so if you know if you're taking certain types of risks and and if if you didn't die or somebody else didn't die or you didn't kill anybody, then what did you learn from the mistakes you made and how can you implement different activities to to make things better the next time around? But the key thing is to just keep getting up and carrying on. Actually, I'll stop. The, I'm going to jump in there because we were just chatting a little bit earlier before this uh, podcast. The word, an awful lot. Of what I'm hearing uh, in uh, uh, in the news at the moment is survive survive yeah and, and let's just survive this time and and, and we'll, if we get through then business will be fine and people things will get back to a new norm and we're going thrive thrive this is the universe saying why aim for the moon aim for the stars and hit the moon you yeah. don't you you don't want to you don't want to survive you want to thrive you want to double up you want to 10x you're going because it takes the same amount of brain power it's an extra zero after the comma you, you can go why not think of a million instead of a thousand there's nothing stopping you you're we're immediately just putting in the minimum when we can actually go max and actually get the minimum by default so that's i'm try, i'm sort of realizing i i very easily always go to we need this amount of money to get over that and i go no i need it's not what i need that's what we need need yeah. is a basic instinct of survival we want to thrive we want to have cream we want to give back we want to be philanthropic i can't be philanthropic if i don't i haven't got this cream that i've generated i want to be more in that get to this philanthropic state as fast as i can which means i must have thrived and more than survived to get to this time that i can influence and affect other people's lives so they won't be stuck in a similar rut or give them one leg up and pay it forward so i'm looking to thrive not survive can you repeat that word again? Is that drive? Thrive. Actually, that's my Irish accent with a T-H. So there's a oh, T-H-R-I-E. Oh, thrive. Right, okay. Thrive. Thrive. These big lips. Yeah. I can't do it. It's, yeah. No, I mean, we, we, like, we've touched on beer and bear a few times. I yeah. know. I'm yeah. going beer. You're going bear. No, I'm beer. You're bear. If you're, When you're saying beer, I'm saying bear. It's the bear with the beer. Yeah. So it's, 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 but it's the accent. That's it's, the, that's yeah, the, no, again, again. It's, it's, what, it's, we it's, what we receive and what we see. Yeah, yeah just to <laughs> clarify, it's actually, thr in, it's thrive. 
uh, and, mm. and as opposed to drive or drive thrive. Uh, it, it, and I think that's that's the thing we want to get we to want drive, to, to thrive prosper. <laughs> I think is yes. is an alternate word prosper uh, mm. uh, in in the endeavors that we're making because we we're putting the energies into it. I think. I mean, quite often what you do see, which is where we come back to this idea that there is a negative as well as a positive. There is there are certain forces trying to drive you down. And the task is to is to try and keep pushing forward against those those um, the activities say, that are trying to knock we, you down. That's it. If we, the speed what we have to do is the speed we have to try and as fast as possible become self aware of those moments. Yeah. And, and then immediately bank them, put them down, because otherwise we feed them and they will get the bigger weight. And that's the thing. So as I notice myself, I'm starting to notice myself when I go to that space or that that worry or that fear, I immediately you know, write it down or blank it and think of something nice. So I don't give, I don't feed it. Don't feed it the energy to survive. Yeah, that's the, that's the two wolves <laughs> thing, isn't it? You know, you know, whichever one you feed is the one that's going to, keep keep you alive the other one you don't feed will either come and bite you and, and you have to remember there are a couple there but i think that that's an important thing because once you recognize that there is i mean so many people are so positive we, we talked about the the bear the previous previous time but they're so positive that they can't work out well why is it that i don't seem to be achieving i'm i'm keeping positive i'm keeping positive but they're not recognizing the other side's having a go at them as well but once they've recognized it, they actually disempower it from actually having the effect. Once you know, oh, right, that's what's happening. That's what's stopping me. Now I can do something against it. If it remains hidden to you, to what the actual force is that's trying to stop you, as well as the one that's trying to encourage you and nurture you, then you can do something about it. But if you can't recognize, if you only recognize one and you can't recognize the other, then you're, you're constantly torn between the two and you won't necessarily, you'll be stuck in the same place mm. and i think once you recognize that there are two forces you can then implement actions that will actually prevent the negative from holding you back and align yourself more with the positive so you can actually move forward no actually i'm hearing the weird thing is we can be positive all we like it's no use if we're in a room and we're not bringing it out of the room into the universe yeah so we can get the negativity, we can have a, I'm going to get all excited, read the book, and I'm going to feel energized and run around the garden and have my, my smoothie for breakfast. And then I'm going to go, I'm just going to get deflated because the positivity was looking for a spark and charge and neurons and atoms to, to bounce off of, but I stayed in the box. So then it just deflated again to the next day's reinflation of positivity to then be back to negative because it, di the, it didn't grow and growth means meeting other positive charges and negative charges and influencing them and changing them and and, and becoming more and more. The, uh, the building blocks of atoms, well, I'm not too sure what the building blocks of atoms are or the other way around. You go, our atoms are the building blocks of everything else. But it's it's the we're just one positive ne negative and we, we will have a diff, we'll end up with either or charge or keep on moving between them. But in terms of the universe, we're one atom with a positive or negative charge that we've got to go out there and interact with our atoms or we're alone, a lonely little atom or molecule in the universe and have no friends. Because friend, when you build, when you build 
relationships with these other atoms and, proper, and normally is of similar sorts to yourself or combinations that accept you or don't reject you, then, then the universe gets built things get built and, and they come together and they're stronger. And, and so therefore that's what we are. We're a positive negative ion run, or atom running around trying to find which charge we are, but we need to go out there and interact with others like ourselves and grow. Well, the interesting thing is that you've got your proton, you've got your neutron. There you go. You're much more educated. And it, you've, oh, got yeah, your, uh, and, well, you've got your <laughs> electron, you've got uh, a proton, a neutron. So there is a ne there's a negative and there's a positive, but there's a, something in the middle of it. Uh, and they, they form the atom as such. But I think, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's we, get, we get stuck with that negative voice that we know what we'd like to do, but we're frightened to actually share it with other people. We're also frightened that if we share with other people, they'll steal it. So there's that negative thing coming in. Whereas if we actually give and allow it to go, however it takes off, shareware, shareware, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, well, one of the other things was that was the the uh, it was, it was uh, freemium to become premium. Uh, yeah. Was that once you start to share, then people it starts to come back. It's that pay it forward type thing. You do get things coming back, and the universe the does open up. The more you give, the more you get. And yes. that's actually what most of the LinkedIn models, all the rest of it says stop selling. Yes, selling is the last part of it. You know, you sell by educating, informing, entertaining, building relationships, likability factor, believability of story. The sell will come out of it. If you go to hard sell, and that's what all of these platforms are saying, stop selling to me. Stop yeah. saying hello. You haven't even said hello, and you're already trying to force down my throat some three packets of something at X price. I go, I don't know you. Did I wasn't looking for it. I didn't ask for it. You're consuming my time. This is my time on this planet. Get out of my face. You're gone. Yeah. Oh, you could have been the nicest, brightest. I probably want that product next week, but... This is about relationship generation, you know, find, you know, valuing other people's time like your own and going on a journey together to, I think, to inform of who you are, of why people might like want, like something or want something, entertain them, and then ultimately give, give them something for their time and then let them make their own decisions up in their own time and get back to you. And if they don't want it, they don't want it. They're informed. They're aware. They like you. Yeah. So you've got a good chance of being picked versus someone that didn't do that. So that that's a bit of a journey we're on the moment. We're going, hello world, this is George, this is Garvin. We like chatting about life, the universe, and everything. Absolutely. That's the starting point. And then we'll take it from there. Well, one of the things is that as you build relationships, quite often you can see how a need that somebody else can be fulfilled by a third person. So you can actually, and that, that advice by saying, well, actually, you see that person over there, they're doing X, Y, and Z. That's actually what you need at this point. It's not what I've got to offer, but why don't you go and talk to them? Then if you keep doing that, they'll kind of go, wow, that was really good. Actually, we need something from, you know, if you could help us with this now, then you suddenly become, you know, a commodity that they can information, use. Information is power. And that information, you may have it, but you're not going to use it. It's valuable. It could be valuable to someone else. And actually, that's what testimonials and, and, and the, whole, the whole testimonial platform and referral platforms yep. were based on. Well, if you give me something of value, then I'll give you something back. But, you know, you weren't looking for it. You were happy to give it and be counted and valued for, well, there was no use of me and no value to me, but I know it's of value to you. And I'm happy to give it because I want to be, you know, everyone wants to give. Everyone wants to be tanked and everyone wants to be acknowledged. Now, not 
there's there's takers and there's givers. So yeah. an awful lot of people will give without wanting something back. But the acknowledgement, at least the fact it's happening, might be enough of a thank you or something. It doesn't need to be monetarily, monetarily otherwise, but taking and not giving anything back at all and not recognizing is is taking things for granted. Yeah. And that's their time, that's their life, that's, you're, no one wants to be taken for granted. And actually that's our whole existence. If no one knows we're here, then then we're, people might think they were taken for granted, but they hadn't asked anybody and no one even knew they were, that, that, that well, was the case. That was in their own head. The opposite does also happen where people constantly come to you and then expect more and more of you and take you for granted. And yes. They haven't actually given you your worth. And they're not yes. recognizing that what they're doing is is basically taking advantage of you. And I think that's happened quite a few times. Uh, but again, it's it's where well, is, you can ta- you can take some action. Yeah, it's, it's it. you can take actions and then prevent that from happening. And I think that becomes an important thing. And that's back to the conversation we were having was that this is a journey we we're asking everyone to go on is is to get to the stage whereby you value the inner you, the, the external you. You value your time. You don't let these thieves of time, be it events or people, take from it. You, if you don't, if you don't value it, they certainly won't. But if you do, you'll recognise that when it's coming around you. That that's going to take doing the the, the washing. If I spend ten, you always see this on LinkedIn and all the rest of it. Get the cleaner in for twenty quid an hour, fifteen quid an hour. Get them to do that. You go off and do your hundred quid an hour job. You've provided employment. You didn't do the thing you didn't want to do. You've done the value thing instead. The problem is enough of people don't. Break those pieces up and go, oh, my time is better spent over here. And why? And I'm happy to spend this money, this cost over there because it's not a cost. It's actually the best investment because it gives me back this time over here to do what I value more. So but it's this this playoff of awareness then goes, we want a gardener. You want you want a cleaner only for a few hours a week because you don't like doing those things, and they are going to take the time you had left, which is your premium time, and you value the event the least and that time the most, well, and think, you're doing the wrong thing. I think I think the, the the issue then comes back to again is that most of these problems have happened because the person at the centre of that situation hasn't voiced what their needs and wants yes. are. And if we could get used to expressing what we want and what we need, then other people can give us ideas or hints about how maybe we can best go about it. And we can collectively find a solution as a team. And I think that is is an important thing. And we should. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was quick. thinking that uh, that would be a good place to kind of uh, end, I think, this session, because I think we've, we've probably reached our 30 minutes well, or so. Four thirty minutes. Well, it just just reminds me again of walking around the garden with my daughter in the sense of she's saying, "What does she want to do in college?" And she doesn't know. And back to what we're saying, I say, "I still don't know what I want." I'm Bono. I don't know what I'm looking for. Yeah. I know what I'm not looking for anymore. I want have I found my voice. No, I I found a, a voice, and it's it's loud and it's not acknowledging you and others as much as it should. I need to find. I found my voice. Well, as you say out there, I need to find four ears to go with it. I need to listen. You know, next. But the voice, um, but the voice is important because until you've actually vocalised or, or established a, a voice in writing or in some form or art or music or whatever, then people won't know what you're about. And actually, that's, that's the one. key point. Yeah. If I have, this is back to the bear in the woods. If I have a voice and no one is listening, do I have a voice? Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting one. It's not being heard. 
But yeah. we've already established that once you vocalize what your wishes and desires are uh, to the, the universe, the universe or God or whatever you want to perceive yeah. that entity to be actually does respond back. And quite often they're waiting for you to, to, to ask the question. And quite yeah. often the problems that a lot of people have is because they haven't actually asked. They haven't asked. They do. We don't know what we want. We haven't asked. Actually, sales, they always say most of the salesmen out there are the, wor are the worst salespeople out there never actually asked for the sale. Yeah. They they sold the product, they sold the idea, they sold the information, but they walked away without asking for the sale. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm I'm hoping I go finding a voice with you and your help. Together, we want to find an audience. We want to be heard and possibly listened to, and an action come out of it, a difference, a change, a stimulus to change. If that makes sense. And I think the other thing is we want to hear from people what their thoughts are on this same sort of uh, topic so that we can then evolve ourselves and develop from what they have That's to say like to us. That's the conversation. That's we the want conversation. to develop that conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So so it's without without people listening and hearing and going from the power of one to two and more, it's to, it's to start this conversation, this bigger conversation of what do you want? When do we want it? I don't know what the last piece was and how are we going to get it. It's it's all the what, why, where, when, where, how, why. But it's back to the same thing. What do you want? And if you know what it is, let's just go get it. Let's just do it. Let's go get it. Let's. It's now. Do what it says on the tin. Follow and share.